You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover. California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. What's up, fuckos? How's everybody doing? I got an awesome episode for you guys today. I uh, interviewed, well, didn't really interview. I kind of had just a conversation with my good buddy Carlos Negron, and uh, he is he's a pro. ASA shooter from New Jersey. Uh, he's a super nice guy. He runs this podcast called Blue Line Archery. Um, if you guys want to hear him, he interviews like top level pros. He's a super clean guy. Um, he's just a super cool guy. Um, you know, he is not um, as foul mouthed as myself. He loves to tinker with, uh, you know, new products. Like he's all about trying the the latest, greatest thing out there. So he's got awesome reviews up on YouTube. You could check out Blue Line Archery. His Instagram is is popping off great too. Um, he's just a super nice guy. Uh, so I enjoy talking to him. I wanted to do something uh, where I we watch the Lancaster Classic. Carlos is about to go shoot the Lancaster Classic. And the last time the Lancaster Classic was done was in uh, 2020. And so I was like, hey, dude, how about we watch it and just talk over it, you know? And he's like, uh, you know, you sure? And I was like, yeah, dude, fight. Like, we don't have to talk about what we're looking at, but, you know, we can. It just help, you know, help the conversation along, I guess. And uh, we ended up having a great talk. The dude's super cool, super nice guy. Um, I'm really hoping he does good. He, uh, he runs, he kind of manages the indoor battle league with a couple other guys on Facebook. Um, yeah, he's an elite shooter. He, uh, I mean the boat elite and, uh, he's a pro. He's a cool dude. So I've been talking to him a bunch lately and I thought, why not have him on? I can share, uh, this dude with all of you and, uh, you know, hopefully you guys get something out of it in, before I get to that, I'm going to kick off some archery news with you guys. Uh, in my last podcast, I was mistaken. I said there's only three events. There's actually four for the Outlaw series. Listen up. <clears throat> it's They're posted on the Outlaw Archers Facebook. All right? There's four events. You only need three. You only need to do three. You're going to take the high scores from three. Those events are going to be the Reading Spring Warm-Up, March 12th and 13th. Um, that's the first. The second, Lodi Bowman, March 26th and 27th. Fresno Field Archers, April 30th, May 1st. Nevada City, June 4th and 5th. Best three out of four is uh, is how they're going to, you know, compile your scores. Um, there's going to be an individual, they're going to pick like an individual King of the Outlaws. So, you know, whoever's crushing it in the individual is going to be, uh, 
you know, going to be named the king. There you guys have it. Those are the dates. Do not message me asking me for outlaw dates. I've gotten a million of these and I just didn't know. <laughs> now I have the information, the correct information right from the horse's mouth. Uh, if you guys want to know, you know, if you listen to this and you want to know these dates, just go online. You can Google this shit. It's on Facebook. Um, and I just said it all. So bam, you got all the information. If you just, if you do, you're like, Wendell, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't write it down. You said it too quick. Hit rewind, write it down. All right. So, uh, that's, that's it for outlaws. I got some other stuff. Um, you know, some thumb barrel. I've been testing thumb barrels. Uh, not really mantras, uh, but you know, things I say to myself when I'm shooting, that's kind of helping me out. Um, this is all, you know, I don't want to, me and Carlos go on for a little over an hour, so I'm not going to pack, I'll pack all this on in the next uh, episode. We'll get back to, um, training, uh, training aids or like things I'm doing to, to sharpen up my game. Um, yeah. So there you guys have it. Three out of four outlaws, huh? The beauty of this is the simplicity. Um, I have to make some corrections. I think just one. Uh, I said I shot, I shot field nationals in Yankton. Uh, that is it. not true. Uh, for some reason, I think Yankton's in Pennsylvania, which it is not. It is in South Dakota. Uh, I shot field nationals in Mechanicsburg. And it wasn't until after like, my, my friend John messaged me and he's like, dude, you didn't know where you were? I was like, no, I know where I was. I just, you know, between now and then I smoked enough pot to, you know, kind of jumble up my locations. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, that's the only correction I have right now. That and the outlaws thing, which you heard uh, before I start this podcast. I just want to let you guys know this episode is sponsored by DB Custom Coatings. The Cerakoters out of Napa specialize in all things high precision, especially bows. So check them out. DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Carbon Craft Stabilizers, as always, is another big one. You guys know me. I'm always uh, shilling for Carbon Craft. I've tried other bars until I try another bar that dethrones these. These are the top bar for the money. Um, so, yeah. Check them out. Check me out. I'm I'm shooting I'm shooting pretty decently, and I'm I'm running them. So uh, anyway, enough of me jabbering. You guys enjoyed this episode. Carlos Negron, super nice guy. Blue line archery. Um, he's just a nice guy. He, he he's a better person than I. All right. <laughs> Enjoy, guys. Bye. Hey, Carlos. How's it going, buddy? What's up, man? How's it going? Dude, thanks for being my guest, man. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It's a pleasure. You, uh, you're the man who got me into podcasting myself, so it's an honor. Oh, uh, undoubtedly, you have a very high class show, dude. I'm a huge fan. I've been oh, trying. To, no way, man. I've been trying to turn my buddies onto it because you get some killer guests on. Yeah, it's been great. I've had some pretty cool guests. and some more to come. I think I have Chris Perkins and Jimmy Lutz and a few other guys coming up. So it's been good. I've just been like a whore, just messaging people like, "Hey, you want to do the show?" And, and that's they say great. Yeah. So I'm like, "That's great, dude." I'm like, All right. You got a killer portfolio yeah. of guests. So yeah, thank you, man. Thank you for everyone that's listening right now. Me and Carlos, we're going over. We're watching the Lancaster Classic, the 2020 Lancaster Classic, the Open Pro. Uh, we are. 
about 31 minutes in, and we're watching uh, Kyle Douglas shoot off against Rio Wild right now. And uh, our man Carlos here is about to shoot the Lancaster Classic himself. Uh, how you feel about it, dude? I am. Uh, you know, like usual, man. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I am nervous. I wanted to shoot last year, but you know, COVID canceled it at the last minute. So, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't we didn't have last year, but and I, I, you know, I haven't been able to practice as much as I wanted. I've been having some, you know, some range. You know, we talk about this all the time, but I've been having some range issues. I'm yeah. trying to find a local range here. So, and the weather out there um, makes it tough to uh, shoot uh, in the backyard. Yeah, I was shooting outside, but now it's you know eight degrees and and snowing and. You know, you can't get a good practice round in, so sometimes it's more harm than good. You feel me? You know. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking you're gonna do good, though, man. You, uh, you, you kind of took over the, uh, or you kind of run the indoor battle league on uh, Facebook, and it's yep. one of the baddest ass Facebook groups as far as you know, I, like just putting putting it out there, getting uh, scores and competing, and um, yeah, kind of getting that pressure. You know, yeah, I think it's good. I mean, it, you know, it it's a little different. Obviously, it's not the same pressure, but at least it's you know you get to put yourself up against scores every week. And there's some stout shooters in there like Brad, um, Cody Sykes. Yeah, I know Cody. Um, you got yeah, you guys. Um, and it was started by this guy Jay, who's out in oh uh, man, I think it's Australia. But you know, it was out there, and then Brad kind of got me into it, and then um, you know, it just it's just a great way to practice and at least add a little pressure every week, you know, to your game and kind of, you know, post scores up and we talk, you know, we talk shit at the same time. So it's fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, so <laughs> do you, do you remember watching this 2020, uh, Lancaster classic? I do. I do. I do. <laughs> dude, I watch it all the time, you know, cause it's just like, I just think the tournament is such a good tournament. You know, like the way they put it on, I give it to them. They do a great job. So I just love watching it over and over again, you know? Dude, Kyle Douglas's arrows, are you running the same veins as him? I, you know what? I He was on the show, and I was talking about, I'm pretty sure he runs the, I did set him up like that. He runs the DVX 3.0s, you know, the Q2Is, uh-huh. the, the parabolic. Uh-huh. So he runs those. I was running the 4-inch um you know, same kind of way, but I was running just a little bigger vein. But yep, same, you same also vein. running parabolic. I was, but then I went over to the shield cut. Uh-huh. I just, I just picked, not that I'm sure it made a huge difference, but I just my arrows were just flying great with the shield cut. Uh, they're three and a half uh, fusions, and I just picked up a few X's. It was giving, so I'm rolling with the uh, with those. Hell yeah, dude. You know, but you know, same same type. You know, pretty much almost the same. You know, it's just a a shield cut over a parabolic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, but he, uh, I, I kind of got the setup from him. You know, with the lower point weight. I mean, even though he runs two hundred, I'm running like one fifty, like yourself, right? You're doing the one fifties too. Yeah, dude, really liking the one fifties. I know, me too, too, man. Yeah, he's running two hundreds, like cut to the blade, right? Yeah, he cuts them right, right to the blade, like that Tim Gillingham. Uh, style that that they all uh, preach so he cuts them right to his rest and uh i think he's at a 25 he said a 25 and a quarter or 25 damn. and a half inch arrow damn yeah that's, like... that's what mike comes out to damn yeah and it's funny because like i said i'm a 28 inch draw but you uh-huh. said your arrow is longer and you're a shorter draw right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, i all, run my all relative yeah yeah i run my rest super far forward 
that's where the seems a torque tune and group tune pretty decent yeah i was gonna say it's all relative to where you run your rest because i run mine pretty far back like behind my uh my grip you know almost so it's that's that's where i could get the the shorter arrow you know dude i wish i had like long enough arms or wrists that i could get that benefit because it looks like people that run it way back have like <laughs> it's just i don't know i i've heard tate morgan he said like you know get the overdraw bra- or not the he didn't say overdraw bracket but it was like the freak show rest you know with the long bar or as a spot hog with a long bar and he's like just run it as far back as possible and i'm just like word like <laughs> just up and do just do it like mm, i don't know but <laughs> but my buddies do it, it and it works for them did it now? So it didn't work for you. I mean, you know, I guess it's all where. Listen, where it's shooting and you're shooting really well, so I would not change a thing. So screw that, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll revisit it in the future, but I think my form is just so fuckered up that I, I need every little like bit of help I can get. Hey, dude, who's, I don't know, bro. Who's this announcer? Really good, so. Who's this guy that walks up with a microphone and talks to? He's talking to Rio right now. Is that? Wait, hold on. I, I got it going. It is. And I might be a little behind you. Is that it, it, well? It, let me see. It was was it Nathan Brooks and Chuck Cooley? I think this is Rob Coffle. What what, uh, what what time stamp are you at here? I am at thirty one twenty six. Okay, let me let me back it up. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no you're okay. good, dude. Yeah, it is. Rob, Rob is definitely uh, talking to. Him. That's ah, cool. So, dude, look at these guys. Look at how much weight these dudes are running. Kyle Douglas is running an obscene amount of weight on his. Uh, when you talked to him, did he tell you how much weight he was running on his bars? I think he said 20, 24 up front, or it was either 20 up front and 24 out back. It was kind of like, you know, same ratio. Uh huh. Like a one to one. Uh huh. Yeah, but a lot of weight, dude. I don't know how they do it. Damn. How much are you running? Uh, right Rio, I'm not a big weight dude. I've never been a big weight guy. I'm doing like five ounces in the front and fourteen in the back. I was just looking at my setup because I forgot. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You know, f- five and fourteen. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I'm I don't know. a new convert to um, shooting lighter weight. I used to run like twenty one and twenty when I shot field nationals, and now I'm now I'm running five and five, and I'm just. Uh, I'm getting away with it, so <laughs> you know you see. Like, yeah, what made you change? Um, I had like a slight period of not shooting when my kid was born, and then when I went back okay. to it, I was starting to dip out the bottom a lot. So I was like, "How do I eliminate dipping out the bottom entirely?" And I started trimming weight off, and I shot like this Coyote Six Hundred. It's like a local event here at like fifteen. Okay. I think I shot like fifteen and ten or fifteen and twelve or something like that. And it, everything seemed good until it wasn't. The second a little bit of pressure got on me, I'd start to dip out the bottom or overcorrect and stuff. So I, I kicked more weight off, and I kept doing that until I could just hold in the dot, like, all day long, you know? Gotcha. And so yeah, I can I can hold in the 10, you know, and as long as I, uh, you know, work the shot, I should be okay. So now I'm okay. doing this light, lighter weight thing. Um, how did you come up with, you know, how did you come to your weights? Did did you have like a formula I, that you do or you just feel it out? I feel it out. Uh, honestly, I've tried the heavy weight and I just was very much dipping at the bottom. I mm-hmm. never liked the heavy mass weight setup. I don't know. I just maybe 
I guess because I've always shot it on the lighter side, maybe that's it. Uh-huh. And yeah, I just start you know adding a few ounces here and there until the bow kind of settles. My pin, you know, stops a little waggle if that's the case, and I'll add you know one, you know, like one or two of the front if I have the pin waggle, and and the back until yeah until it pretty much holds steady. You know, I mean, it depends on the bow. With the uh, when I was shooting the the bow tech uh, last year, I ran even less weight. I was like three in the front and eight in the back. Damn. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a light setup. That's almost cool. Almost like a like a Jesse Bronzewater. He shoots real lightweight. Yeah, I think he shoots like what six and fourteen, or six and tw- six and twenty. Yeah, I don't. I think maybe even less than that. I, I heard him one time. I think he was like it was like four and eight at one time, four and ten, like real light. Oh, smoke! Um, Holy smokes! I'm I, sure it's different now with the Hoyt. Uh, you know, this is with the Matthews days, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you could definitely get away with that shit with the Matthews bow. <laughs> oh, man. I love this matchup right here. Do you remember who takes this between uh, Wild and Douglas? Yes, I'm pretty sure because I've seen it so many times. It's uh, Douglas. But these guys are pounding. Yeah, dude. Uh,. How are you? Uh, how are you feeling about that? Um, what do they call it? Twelve ring that they just yeah, added. Yeah, I was gonna say because because the target is gonna be so so much different this year. It's gonna be a Vegas three spot, so not the vertical because uh-huh. we're watching the vertical right now, you know. Uh-huh. And they are you talking about the um, the extra the uh, the twelve pointer? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you know what. It's only gonna be in the in the final shoot ups if you're in. Um, the final, so uh-huh. it comes, you know, it comes into play. Then uh, I'm going to be positive, and I like to think that way. That I'm going to be there, so I'll get to shoot at it. But hell yeah, dude! But you know how that goes. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, uh, so are you shooting in the open? I don't know if I would go at it. Are you uh, shooting the open yes. pro class? I'm not shooting the pro class. I'm just shooting a you know open class. Okay, so dude, in the open class event um, for this year for 2020. Um, or the year that we're watching, I should say, 2020. There was yep. a dude that shot in it. I can't remember his name. It was Doug something. And I shot field nationals with him. We got flighted the on our what, second or like the last day we got flighted together. And like I was like, holy shit, I know that guy. He's on stage. And I, I think he had a run where he like ran through a bunch of guys, dude. Really? I think I know. I think I know what you're talking about. He ran through like six or seven guys. Like, what is like running right through them, almost yeah. like the time Tim. Remember when Tim Hanley did that? Yeah. The yeah, you know, the year prior, I think it was. Yep. Yeah, I think I know. Oh, man, I can't remember the name, but it. Uh, so you shot with him? That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's cool. He he's a super nice guy. It was just nuts to see him. So. Uh, yeah, I always yeah. kind of figured like, well, okay, I, I shot with that guy during field, so this is about you know where he is, is about where I am, <laughs> you know. So if I ever shot Lancaster, Absolutely. I could hope I could be in this like, I mean, it doesn't work out like that, but you know, I'm always hoping no, I could I- probably be in this room. If that's the case, you're gonna be up there, dude. I have no, I have every uh, bit of confidence that you're gonna do great. Yeah, listen, I'm gonna go on with the confidence because that's how I roll. But you know, it's uh. It's not. It's not an easy shoot, man. You know, oh, so many, so many good shooters. It's it's it just tough. You know, how, dude. The pressure is probably so. nuts. You know? The pressure is is nuts. You know, and just knowing that you know you got to get into qualifications, and then you got to do your qualification rounds to get into shoot ups. It's. Mm-hmm. It, but yeah, listen, I'm gonna go in a positive attitude like I do always, and uh, and just have fun and shoot. You yeah. Know? 
Well, dude, if it makes you feel any better, I love qualification rounds because it's kind of like like a scored practice almost. You know, like um, yeah, very rarely. Well, I shouldn't say this rarely because it's probably it's not true. But uh, you know, there, there's the top guys, the top five. There'll usually be someone in there that makes like a mistake here or there. You know, so you have a little bit of wiggle room. You don't have to be a hundred percent perfect. You know. Um, right, right. I know you got to be good enough to get into the the final shoot off, which is going to be what ten people. Uh, yeah. Is it the first, Is it the eight or is it ten? I oh shit! And maybe it's eight. I think it's I think it's eight. Um, but you know that just from watching it because I've never been to a shoot off, but just watching it with the lights and everything, man, the pressure that's on is it's it, it's good, man. It's a good shoot the way they do it. They put you on that stage and the whole lighting changes. I don't know how these guys like get set up so quickly you know what i mean <laughs> yeah that reminds me like in vegas you know the vegas shoot off the dudes yep. like they're standing it you know in the stadium uh during the actual shoot off like the lights get low and then they light up the target i could only imagine how wacky the pressure is <laughs> you know what i mean i know i'd be like dude i need a few, i need a bunch of minutes to get to get used to this <laughs> like stop everything let me give me a few rounds dude uh yeah it's well while we're waiting for these guys to finish each other off here uh how long have you been shooting carlos i've been shooting ten, you know 10 years uh you know it's more bow hunting than anything else that's how i got into it mm-hmm. a buddy at work when uh you know that i was a cop with got me into it but competitively and shooting tournaments i really not super long really much got more you know really hitting hard on the tournaments like you know 18 17 18 uh-huh so, um, you know, so doing tournaments about, you know, what's that, five years? Damn. Yep. That's cool. When did you yeah, go? Uh, it was 18, 18 basically, because I shot 17 and then 18. I went right for it. I was like, you know what? I want to shoot with the best to try to, you know, get the best. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just try to be the best. I believe that, uh, like, you know, that, that iron sharpens iron, you know? Oh, hell yeah. And, yeah. um, and listen, there's different thoughts of that. Like, you know, some people are like, you know, oh, you know, I'd rather, you know, maybe work up through the ranks or, or whatever the case might be for yourself. But you know what? If uh, I want to shoot with the best and, you know, it is uh, I'm going to donate some money, then I'll do it. You know what I mean? If that's how it ends up, I'm, yeah, I'm okay with that, you know? Yeah, but my, my buddy here says, you know, you take your lumps and you shoot you shoot in that class until you're uh, a competitor. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's how I did it when, uh, you know, when I was in the farms. I did a lot of competition shooting there, and I always – you know, went right for the best, and I felt that it made me better, man. I, I shot with those guys, and they, not only did I learn a lot, but, you know, you see, you get to see that type of pressure that is mm-hmm. not always the same as, you know, others, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, it's like you, you've been around too, man. Like, uh, you're always telling me that, you know, you talked to Chuck Cooley, you talked to, you know, you had your, your you interviewed Dave Cousins, no problem. It was like... It, you, yeah, you kind of—I don't want to say plugged in, because you—it's not like it's who you—you know—plugged in implies like it's who you know. You—you actually will go and shoot and and meet these guys, and you work events too. You work booths too, right? Because you're sponsored by Elite. Yeah, yeah, I just had, I did an event. You know, like I've always—you know—if I was at a tournament or when I was shooting ASAs, you know, I'd see these guys, and if I had a question, I'd you know ask them, or you know, if maybe we're shooting at the you know a target off, or you know, especially ASAs when you're you're standing around, you're you're uh you're shooting but dave i know from fishing because he's a big bass fisherman and so am i uh-huh. and uh 
super cool dude. I was like sitting on my boat and I, I just talked to him and we started, he exchanged numbers and he kind of just helped me set up my, uh, my bass boat for tournaments. That's how I got to really know Dave, uh, you know, cause I never really talked to him at a, a archery or that. Not, he doesn't shoot ASAs or anything like that, but, but yeah, you know, and, and Chuck just from shooting Lancaster and, you know, he's a local guy from New York. I'm from New Jersey. So, oh, um, you know, like older, IBO shoots and stuff like that, but super another super cool dude. You know everybody in uh, in archery is uh, willing to help you and, and super cool guys. You know it's a it's a small it's a small family. Right, right, yeah. For the most part, I know, I feel like California is like somewhat isolated. We people in California like the smell of their own farts, so we're kind of just like <laughs> in this bubble here. <laughs> dude, like, I need your, I need your weather. That's what I need. I mean. <laughs> I guess it is different because, you know, um, it, it, you guys are more, right, like outdoor, a lot of field, which is awesome, like Reading and, and stuff like that. You guys have, you know, that, that's super cool. Where yeah. here it's, Dude, I just saw you know, ASAs and IBOs. I saw a post just recently for, like, you know, a local uh, a local tournament that they're going to be shooting. I think it's in, like, two or three weeks. And I'm like, dude, it's still indoor. Like, what, what are you guys doing? But you know oh, around man, here awesome. around here you could shoot outdoors all year long you know okay if, if that was your yeah i mean that's if awesome. that's what got you going but i don't know i i'm yeah. a, a huge fan of indoor shooting i feel like it's yeah, shooting and, uh, in a vacuum oh shit rio drop dropped the well no that's a 10 that's okay yeah you're right man, douglas kyle kyle is pounding yeah man he's a young he, dude he, huh? i mean yeah i mean what do you 25 24 yeah i mean he when he won vegas i think he was 22 the first time so he's 24 uh-huh hey carlos yeah weird uh, question how much do you weigh uh, to, uh now 205 i was 250 like three months ago really yeah 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 i lost a lot of weight oh damn cool congratulations <laughs> i'm just looking at rio <laughs> i'm looking at rio here and i like just recently i went from like 170 to about wherever rio is <laughs> <laughs> well, if you remember, Rio lost uh, a lot of weight for a while. And he was, I remember. Like, in shape. Yeah. Remember that? I remember the world and archery then, guy uh, saying he that he looked like a male model, and I was like, "Word, <laughs> like, I don't know about all <laughs> that." Uh, yeah. yeah, I know he's slow, th- slow he's, down. Yeah, he's thinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But about he said that. he shoots better big, right? That was kind of his does jam. Say that. Well, yeah, you know, he's got that lean back that, you know, lean back kind of. Yeah. So maybe that helps out. I don't know. Do you ever hear the story of how he developed that style? No. From Olympic watching Olympic rifle shooters like the air rifle guys. Oh, they all lean back. And he was like, you know, if you're standing and shooting rifles, you lean back so that the scent your what is it like your weight? Your yeah. weight is on your back foot, but everything is kind of centered over your front foot. I don't know. It's some kind of weird, weird balancing. Yeah, no, he, he's probably right about that. They do shoot that way. That is interesting. I never heard that, but that uh, that's an interesting thought. I yeah, dude. Stefan Hansen kind of rolls uh, like a like a lean. I think Perkins also has like a slight lean back too. They do. I'll tell you. I mean, uh, so in eighteen. I was, uh, Stefan Hansen got stuck in, uh, Newark airport, which is a local airport here. And I was actually in the area and he had met, put it like a Facebook. He's like, Hey, anybody around the area and like want to hang out? I'm like, dude, I'm like five minutes away. So I pick up this kid and he's like, we meet each other for the first time. And he's like, Oh, let's get something to eat. He's like, you got a range nearby. You want to go shoot? I'm like, yeah, my local range is right here at the time. 
we go and this kid's just pound like you know pounded out 90 x's like you know while chewing on a sandwich and i was just like holy <laughs> shit man holy smokes dude yeah like you know he's just well i'm just tweaking a few things like and did not i mean best Whoa. target i've ever seen in my life what a it was a super cool experience yeah yeah we had dinner and hung out with him for like two days it was, it was crazy dude i had the uh i had a similar experience where um it was Mike Sloser and Domagoy Budin were they came through um I think Oakland Airport or San Francisco Airport and they got a hotel that was close to Oakland and me and my buddy were like holy shit what are you guys doing at our range and they're like oh we're just here to practice for you know get ready for Reading it was like a couple days before Reading and oh, man, that's awesome. uh, so they're like are you guys you know you guys want to practice with us and we're like fuck yeah and so we fucking I think my my buddy, the guy that taught me to shoot it was like it basically came down to him and Domagoy were like battling out for first and then, you know, Schlosser was third and I was in the back of the pack. But it was dope, dude. And I ended up taking like I ended up calling in sick the next day so I could shoot with these guys again. Hell yeah. Yeah, it was That's pretty awesome. That was a cool experience. Domagoy ended up winning uh, Reading that year. Oh really? Yeah, dude's yeah, a beast. He's, he's, yeah, he's good, man. He he's good. Yeah, I'm looking at Kyle's arrows, and he—I uh, think he's shooting those four inches. At maybe I think he changed because he said on my podcast. But uh-huh. right now he is pounding, man. Um, he's shooting against Householder, uh-huh. which is a beast in ASA. I don't know if you know. I mean, I don't know if you heard about no, Robert so Householder, but I've heard his name, right? But on the West Coast, dude, I don't know yeah. about him. You know, I, and I, maybe that's like maybe just a ignorant fault of my own. But uh, no, no. I mean, it, he's an ASA guy, but he is a beast and known. Uh, I, that year, twenty twenty, I mean, he was winning. I think he won like four out of the six ASAs. I mean, the guy was on fire. Yeah, dude. That's the other thing I noticed is a lot of a lot of you ASA guys are really like naturally good at indoor. Do you, what? What do you think that is? Is that have something to do with being able to hold where you want, or like, I, like what? How, I think how, that yes. I mean, most of these guys, if you talk to them, they're, you know, they're always shooting leagues. They're shooting multiple leagues. So they shoot a lot of indoor, even if they don't do a lot of indoor tournaments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think with the ASA, I mean, you're, they aim, you aim so long at something you can't see and you're kind of just looking for a spot that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I think they're just good aimers, you know? That's what I would guess is that they can hold an aim and then just be, yep. com- be comfortable. Dude, what's with, right. look at Householder's weird ass uh, follow through. Like check this out. Yeah, he's got like like nothing on the front. He, nothing on the back even. He's just like real static. I have a look. Let me see. He's shooting a thumb button. Yeah, but dude, it's what's wild is you know. Oh yeah, you're right. He doesn't even. It's like nothing. It's nothing's happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's, what's nuts is I know some people will be like, oh well, you know that you got to have a full, you know front hand follow through and rear hand follow through like <laughs> i don't think so dude i don't think it's that crucial because look at this dude yeah and he pounds yeah yeah do you remember um like the conversation in archery being like are you a passive or dynamic shooter yes i was just talking to somebody about that actually yes really yep and i like my i was also talking to my buddy rudy about it and we we're like we kind of came to this conclusion that it's really like um like there's varying degrees of all of those things, right? Yeah. I I agree. I was, 
I mean, I don't think there's just one, like, you know, just a static or dynamic shot. There's so many, you know, uh, in-betweens, like you're saying. Yeah, I was just talking to, to uh, Brad about that, actually, my, my my buddy Brad Breaker, who won this tournament in 18. That's how I met him. When I shot in 18, no shit. Uh, he won, uh, yeah, he won men's open, and he was, I mean, his qualification round was right there with, uh, I think, Perkins. He Perkins had, like, a 3, a 528 or something like that, or whatever, a 6. They like Perkins had dropped two and Brad had dropped like one under and like three. He, he he had a nice run, yeah, man. He had a that kid could pound too. Brad is always beating it up at the indoor battle league. Yeah, he you know what he is such a, a really good. Um, I mean, he's a good shooter all around. He uh, he shoots great, you know, three D, but uh, indoor he drops twenty nine games like like nothing, you know. Him and, and Cody as well. Yeah. yeah I, so, dude, I shot with Cody in Vegas, and uh, like we got flighted in flight one together. And uh, when yeah. I did, when I didn't shoot championship, and I got to like he's a super nice guy, super humble, fucking crushes exes like it's nobody's business. I know he's another he's another uh, guy who pounds. It's funny. That's how if you remember, like I told you a little bit about this. That's how I knew of I was shooting on the other side. Then I, when I was done with my round, I came over to watch Cody, and I remember your name. And then when I saw your podcast, I'm like, oh, man, I, I, I remember this guy from Vegas. You know, I, So <laughs> I just remember the name. <laughs> I remember the name and a really good score. I know you were, like, right there, and I was like, oh, who is this guy, you know? Yeah, and almost. Almost really good score. <laughs> oh, no, man, listen. Uh, that was a good year for you guys. I, mean, I you were Did you come in third or second? What was it? I was third. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was two guys that I think Cody was second. Yeah. Right? And then there was a dude. Yeah, Cody cleaned it. I can't remember the guy's name who cleaned it, but it was pretty cool because he was a young kid. I think he was from Canada, and he ended up getting okay. uh, that Hoyt nine hundred buckle. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah dude. Doing householder right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm watching. Yeah, he's a uh, man. Let me tell you. He, He's a great shooter watching him on the ASA uh, trail. And yeah. he's, he's he's shooting good. I mean, he dropped. What is he down? Uh, he's down a, a He's down few, a handful. He but, I think he opened up with a nine on this one. But He did. He did. And Kyle has not mixed, missed an X in a yeah, while. Yeah, you so can't he, blame he's him. He's just straight pounds. Yep. That's the thing. You know, if uh, especially in this kind of this kind of setup with the uh, – with the 11s, you know, if you if you hit any 10s and you got, you know, that's the thing with this with this type of uh, setup, you hit those 11s and you know you're a few points down, it's hard to come back. Yeah, I do. I really like the 11 scoring because it reminds me of. I mean, it's gonna sound weird, but like like recurve. If you ever watch like recurve, uh, like head to heads, um, it's like a foot race almost where people can like outpace, you know, other people and you know, it, yeah. It, that's why I love the eleven game. Is it you can kind of get that feeling of like a foot race almost. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it works both ways. I mean, it could work against you, but it could also work for you. Like if you need to come back a few, you know, you could uh, you know pick up some points. I, mm-hmm. I like the I like the setup a lot. So if you make it, dude, if you make it to the stage, uh, when will you employ the twelve? I don't know, man. That risk to reward is. I don't know. I would think that that would be employed if, you know, it's the last end and uh-huh. you're you're down 
you know, you're down one and you just want to go for it. Like, you know, if you just want to be like a crazy <laughs> bastard and say, like, you know what? <laughs> He's going to hail Mary. All out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sending it. <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, that's like a Tim Gillingham one. You know what I mean? Like, he, he'd probably... He'd probably go for it. I don't know. Uh, what do you think about that? Like, if you, you know, if you were there, put yourself in the spot. Like, you know, if you were shooting the tournament. Well, dude. Okay, so I, I honestly don't know. My, my initial reaction would be just gun for elevens, right? Um, here in California, we did this thing called uh, the Cal Expo, which was like an ASA event, and I didn't go for any of the. Tw- I didn't throw down. Was that fourteen card? You know that pink card that you throw down. Yep. Yep. Uh, gotcha. And I didn't throw down the 14 card because I was nervous. I was like, I'm just going to go for 12s or whatever, or whatever the, you know, the, the dot is. And, um, and, uh, it ended up hurting me in the end. And so I heard, uh, Steve Anderson say like, Oh, if I get up there, I'm, or it, he wasn't at this event. It was a different ASA, but he was like, if I get up there, I'm throwing 14s every, you know, every fucking time I'm going to, I'm just going to go for it. So then the next okay. year I did this event, I threw 14s every time and fucking ate shit. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know if I have the balls to go for the 12. I mean, if you're, if I'm down points, why not? You know, if you're down more right. than a couple points and you only got, what is it? Are these guys only shooting like five ends or something? Yeah. Yeah. And then you got it because you're down and you're like, yeah, I yeah, might as well try to pick up a, you know, a, a point at each end, but you could only go for it on one shot per end uh-huh um so you know it's not like you could go you know each uh you know so you pick up a point each end yeah you'd have to be down a few points like yeah. right now it's about to be uh jimmy lutz uh, against uh kyle the two uh punchers so they say yeah dude i'm a big fan of lutz here because he's a lightweight yeah. guy. yeah he's also a lightweight which is um sometimes you know it's weird because guys who shoot a thumb button or that you know punch like that usually have a heavier setup because i uh uh-huh. I don't know, I guess the resist the resistance style shot, you know what I mean, that they say, but he, he shoots light, you know, lighter weight. Oh shit, he's wearing hey dudes, dude. I got those same shoes. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah, those are comfortable. I know what you're talking about. I see them. I see them. So dude, Lutz had like some kind of shoulder surgery. He had like a shoulder injury, right? Then he had surgery. A bad one. Yeah? So- yeah, it almost ended his career. Oh shit! I was unaware. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought- yeah, it was like it was a serious, serious injury. Yeah, it was almost like. Was it from archery? It was a- no, I think it was, and I could be like wrong, but I thought it was a dirt bike or something, something uh-huh. like that. Like, uh, you know, and uh, I'm gonna have him on the show. I'm gonna. Oh, that's a good question to ask. Actually, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> hey, Lutz, how do you I, fuck up your shoulder? <laughs> yeah, what happened, dude? You know, do you watch it, it's next accident he gets and he's gonna become pro cornhole player. Yeah, oh man, <laughs> you know, just thinking about that the other day because you're a what you know, like I say West Coast guy, but and I help me with this. I was just talking to my buddy. There was a guy that I remember when I first got into archery. He was very good in the West Coast, and then he only does cornhole. Oh, that's you know his that's name? Tim Burnett, and no, he was never. Oh yes, he yes, was never good at archery. Right. He he was a piece of oh, shit. No. no, he totally sucked. Oh. But he was able to market himself really well. And, okay. and honestly, that was before I started shooting. Um, when I came in was right after he had kind of departed from archery. And so it was just all these people were talking about. I only know what I've heard uh, of the guy. Gotcha. I, I'm so new to the sport still that, you know, I never got to meet him. And, but from the sounds of it, 
I think I would have got along really well with him because <laughs> apparently he was like a major douchebag. <laughs> and so, and <laughs> nice. I think I, I think I am as well. <laughs> so. That's hilarious. I just remember, you know, like when I got into Archer, I started, you know, like it, it, whether I watched it on YouTube or whatever, I remember his name coming up and maybe it was like Mark because he would commentate on stuff and he had an archery shop, right? Uh-huh. Am I right about that? Yeah, Impact Archery, okay. I think, is what he had. Yes, yes, yes. And then I remember, like, this dude just totally went to Cornell. And I guess he's really good at Cornell. Am I wrong? Uh, I mean, or... I think that's a subjective term. I mean, I don't know. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you, yeah, I don't understand how, how – I guess if you're really good, like, does it matter? I don't know. <laughs> you're such a nice guy, Carlos. <laughs> I'm going to – I'll bag on – I will bag on Carl, or on, uh, on fucking Cornhole any day of the week. But, yeah, the guy that owns Impact now is super cool. He's actually the guy that makes these Carbon Craft bars. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I figured you would know. Yeah, I was just telling somebody about, like, um, I couldn't remember his name, but I'm like, dude, yeah, dude. Like, I know these guys he, that used to shoot went to Cornhole. I'm like, he was a that? big part of develop. Or I don't know if he developed, but he's a big part of the Outlaw series that we shoot out here, which is basically like, it's like our version of Redding, like, is in a series that we do, like, all year long, or not all year, but, you know, for the most of the outdoor right. season. Yep, that's where Dave Dave Cousins, uh, Heather Gore, right? They all, I always hear them talking about shooting. Yeah, yeah, big uh, time. Paige Pierce and all them. Um, yeah, Paige has shot. Yep. Uh, holy shit, Douglas just shot a nine to match Let's nine. Oh, a, um, a big nine. Yeah, I got to shoot with. Well, I didn't shoot with, but I got to. You know, Paige competed in the first Outlaw last year, which was the uh, Reading uh, Spring Warm Up. Uh, Dave is, you know, Cousins came out for uh, the cartoon classic. I think he shot one down on like a 924 round, which was pretty amazing. So, yeah, wow. it's, it's cool. Okay. It's cool. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I wish we had something like that. Yeah, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, you know, I, I know you're out in New Jersey. What's the nearest, uh, like, where's that where's happening for you? Like, the, like where's the nearest? Uh, for, field, know, for field archery? For anything. Well, I mean, Jersey has a good field archery, um, you know, following, and they do a lot of shoots, but it's, you know, it's about like, two hours from me. It's like South Jersey, and there's, uh, uh-huh. like, a few, like, Garden State Archers. They run uh, they run some pretty good uh, some pretty good tournaments. Um, Jersey just stopped out of things. Like, we used to do, um, and a lot of the pro shooters used to come, and it was in Bloomfield, which is, uh, like, a city near here, and they did the, uh, uh, I forget the name of it, but Jesse used to go there. It was a FIDA event. That was held in this park. Uh, it was uh, I forget the actual name of the tournament, but they stopped that too. I I don't know. Jersey is just like for archery. It's just you know, it's just not not a lot going on. I'll be honest. You know, it's a lot of traveling if you're if you want to shoot an archery. I mean, there's a like I said, it's so hard to find indoor ranges right that um that are around and you know not too many leagues, uh, just a few. Uh-huh. So you really gotta you know. Are you shooting any indoor leagues right now? No, I'd love to, but you know the the club that I just got into, which is a barn that's uh, you know almost dark. I think I'm gonna wear a headlamp when I shoot. Uh, <laughs> is it does not have a league going on, and you know the other range is a lot of uh, bullshit. Uh, you know, like range politics. You know, they're like mm-hmm. you know very guarded about you know new members and stuff. They run a league, I'm pretty sure. You know, uh-huh. but there, there's just not a lot. It sucks. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. That's a bummer. Well, if it makes yeah, you yeah. feel better, dude, I haven't shot I like this year because I got my kid, I I haven't been able to shoot a league. I gotta be home. So I've just been practicing oh, no, on I my, hear that. I've been practicing on my own and honestly it hasn't hurt me. 
And I used to be a very, I mean, I still am. I'm still a very like uh, loud proponent of going to leagues because it's a great way to work your nerves out, you know, and just get, yeah, absolutely. you know, make friends with the nerves. But um, I don't know if it's because I'm old or if I've done too many drugs, but now I'm like, you know, the nerves, they, they still hit me, but I'm just like, all right, <laughs> I'm just going to be nervous perpetually, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. You could look at it that way. I mean, you know, the good thing is, and this is not me, you know, I am very jealous of you, is you have good weather. So you could shoot outside. You could shoot your 20 yards outside and, and get your practice in, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's super dope, man. Yeah. I mean, here it's, you know, only for a few months. But, but yeah, um, I'm just looking. And, you know, it's funny because they say these two guys punch. I'm, you know, uh, I'm watching Kyle and, and Lutz. But, you know, Kyle, you can't really tell he's punching. I mean, he puts that thumb on the barrel, and uh -huh. I know he's making it go off, but if you see Jimmy, man, he rips that thing. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Like, he really, yeah, hey, dude, he really, what, you know. What release are, oh, dude, look how long Let's' D-loop is. That's like a full, that's like a full inch and oh, a, holy. that's like an inch and a sixteenth. That's, <laughs> that's a Gillingham loop. You ever see Tim's, <laughs> same thing. His is like three inches long. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Dude, I absolutely love all the wacky shit Gillingham does to try and push the envelope. Uh, I know it's it's, it's hilarious <laughs> the stuff he comes up with. Oh uh, man, where, uh, where we say it? I don't even know. I was gonna ask you something. And oh, I, my release. Yeah, like, what release are you gonna shoot right now? Like, or like, I know you have a couple releases you're playing with. Which one are you gonna I take know. to Lancaster? And that's the problem. See, like, I should be just sticking to one and that that's been a little bit of my problem like you know and mm -hmm. you know i admit i you know i go back and forth but i'm gonna stick with the with the true ball uh go to which is that jeff hopkins uh, uh -huh. signature release it you know what I've, I've done a few games and i love shooting a thumb i just get a little punchy with it man that, that's it especially when pressure's on uh -huh. i uh and i don't I can't control it like this, you know. If mm -hmm. I if I command shoot it, you know, I might be going into the uh, rafters, bro. So. Uh, dude, I've I've been there. I've I think just this last event that I shot like two weeks ago, I I definitely was hold like I was holding in the spot and pulling and pulling and nothing happened. I was like, ah, fuck it, I'm just gonna punch it. And I punched it and it caught ten. And I was like, all right, that's the last time I'm gonna do that. Let's not do that shit anymore. So, yeah, see, I mean, that's good that you could kind of like reel yourself back. Like, I do that <laughs> and I kind of, you know, then I start going that way. I aim awesome uh -huh. with it. I'm not going to lie, but it's just that, yeah, you know, from time to time, if I get there with this go to because it's pinky activated, I, uh -huh. I've been holding really well and it's a cool release. Uh, I think a lot of people didn't, I don't know if it didn't take off or if people didn't, um, you know, like really go into it, but I used it and I started using it for hunting. And that's where I started seeing like, Oh man, this release is nice. And then, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. So it's pinky activated. Yes. It, so you could do index finger or pinky almost. Do you remember like the true ball uh, was the absolute 360 or whatever it was? No. Do you remember that one? No. Yeah, it was. All right. So it had like the rotating head that, so they, they uh, touted for like no, yes. torque, no uh, D loop torque. Right. Yes. I do remember and, that. That was a thumb button, right? It was, but you could also set it up as pinky, so you could lock oh. the thumb button, so you could, you know, use it like a like a barrel, uh -huh. and then pinky. They made the pinky activated one, which uh, I forget. There was a pro that was shooting it, a uh, senior pro. His name is Dwayne Price. I think. He used to uh -huh. shoot that release a lot, and uh, yeah. So I had tried that a long time ago Dude, when so I first got. How um, do you have the pinky set up? Do you have it set up super hot? Super hot, man! If you turn this thing upside down it'll go off 
<laughs> dude, that's yes. legit. <laughs> that is legit, yeah, dude. It is. You you breathe on it. It's going off. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I, my I, I'm shooting True Ball Abyss right now. And if you just yeah. like give it a light shake in someone's direction, it'll fire. <laughs> same same thing. Oh, here's uh, your boy. Is, here's your boy coming out. Who's, who's coming out? I think of a few seconds. Oh, I see him. I see him. <laughs> so yeah, so Kyle Doug, I forgot about this. This is when Kyle dropped a lot of a few early nines, and and uh, Jimmy Lutz took him. Yep, Holy shit! The, I didn't even realize that Kyle Douglas was gone. Yes. Yeah, he, this is, I mean, he talked about this. He, you know, he said he got a little, a little uh, antsy with the trigger. He dropped a few nines. You could see him bobble a few times. Uh-huh. And, uh, and Jimmy took him and yeah, the baby face assassin is coming now. The, uh, Stefan Hansen, which is a super, super nice guy, man. Super humble. It was cool to hear his story, how he got into archery and stuff like that. What's his story in a nutshell? Uh, I know I want to take away his, from his podcast. Bro- yeah. No, no, it's all cool. His brother was um, was a shooter, and he was young, and he saw his older brother shooting, and he took it up, and he just started like really thriving at it. And then, you know, they asked him to shoot for Denmark, and you know, and he's a, you know, that's how he really got into it, as a full time shooter because you know he shoots for his country, and uh, yeah, and he just started shooting and took, you know, and his brother went a different path and he kind of took over, but he he started from his older brother. That's awesome. Yeah. Damn, Les is throwing a lot of nines in in this mix, dude. Look at how Did much he just dropped a nine. Yeah, look at how much um, tension Stefan Hansen has in his release hand. He's gonna like oh. as he he's gonna start uh, when he wants to get his release to go. He's starting to kind of curl his hand up into a fist. Yep, he starts balling it. Yeah, and you see it in his follow through. It's almost like a fist at the end. Yep, that's legit. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I shouldn't say it's legit. I think it's cool as fuck when you can do it. And it's a part of your shot, you know. Yeah, if you could, uh, if you could repeat that and just you know keep doing it and doing mm-hmm. it like that, well, I, I, I would okay. wager that all that weight he's running on his front because I think Hanson's running like, uh, what's he running like thirty on the front or like twenty something, some high number on the front and like eighteen on the back, right? Yeah, he is up there on the front. Uh, I don't, you know, it's changed with different bows because I've seen him, but yeah, it's usually like that high twenties or thirty in the front and. What you said, yeah, 18 or 20 in the back. I bet you when you're running that much weight, you can roll. Well, shit, I don't know. Like, I, I would think that you can roll with tension in your hand because the bow is going to pull forward. It's going to pull your release to rotate. But I bet you I would. Yeah. I, I just have a feeling I would get hung up on it. <laughs> yeah, that's. If I know my mistakes, <laughs> I'll get hung up. That's you like, know, it's something I've just never tried. I don't know. Like, do you just keep adding ounces till you get to that level? I don't know. I just, I've always just preferred a lighter setup. I don't know. Dude, so when I went to 20 ounces, I was, at the time, I was trying to get rid of um, the dip bang, right? Okay. And if you add more weight, sometimes the effect it has is that you can, like, I, for the lack of a better term, throttle more forward pressure, more drive in your bow arm. And you don't have to okay. have such fidelity in your bow arm. You could just drive harder, and it will kind of ride your pin out. Like, your pin will kind of ride out flatter. Um, but uh, you got to be shooting all the time. It's something you have to condition for, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, I, I agree. So that's that's how I ended up getting to – I know I got to, like, 21, I think, was the most I ever shot. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a lot. So you were shooting – pretty much every day kind of thing like that's you know that's something you have to keep <laughs> yeah you know. i was i was like yeah. freshly single 
right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. So, they were living life. <laughs> yeah, I was at the range every day like, nah, I never had a girlfriend. Now nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just live out here now. Yeah, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I know now I'm now I'm like just trying to find I the only time I get to practice is like uh like 4:50 a.m. Oh man. Yeah, man. I got to go 4:50 a.m. to about 7 and then I got to go to work. Man, I give you I give you credit. Ah, well. Yeah. That, that's an early that's an early uh that's an early start. Thanks. I mean, I was listening to when Blake was on your show and he he practiced like four hours a day, right? Yes. Three to four hours a day. Yes. Oh, I man. I do not know how Blake does it. Or I like do you know if he's still doing it? Have you talked to him at all? I you know, I talked to him briefly because I wanted to do a, a podcast with him. You know, he he said, Yeah, absolutely. But I didn't you know, I didn't really get into um you know, like you know, much talk with him. But I just I did hear that podcast so does he work at a shop is that why he has it like can he just go like right yeah. to the shop and shoot or no well, i think he owns a shop called triple x triple x and you're right i'm not sure if he goes in there like before hours and then pounds uh but i know he's got like a a small range like in his backyard that i think him and his wife oh, nice. practice at okay the dude's just deadly he's deadly all around like it, it he's he fucking smoked yeah. everyone at uh, Outlaws this last year. I've so, heard, in, like, before, you know, I heard him, like, on your show, I just always heard the name. I didn't know who he was, you know, until, and, yep, you mean that, that those guys up there, like him, Kai, yeah, uh, Bodie, all those guys from, from Washington, man. They, uh, Bodie's going to be another one who's shooting, he's shooting championship this year, I think, in Vegas, right? Oh, snap. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yep. I just hope and pray I can outlast Bodie. <laughs> Woof. And, uh, man, I'll tell you when it, it's crazy to see like uh, God given natural talent like that when you're, they're that young and like you're just like and put the pieces together. It's like that Hawaiian girl, Liko, right? Uh, who? Yep, her too. She's crushing, and she's like, it's like, dude, what did? How did you get there? You know, uh, for sure she worked at it, but uh, you yep. know, is it her coaching? Like. Who who is it that's helping put that together? You know, I'd have to I wonder. Know, did, I, I, the same. Did you just see? Uh, they just showed St- Stefan Hansen's a rear bar stack. It was like t- like fifty six inches long of his winning stack on his <laughs> back bar. That's on his back bar. <laughs> I thought that was his front. Yeah, that was. No, it might have been. Oh, you're right. It was his front. His bar. back bar's got that little stupid doinker, doinker. a bomb yeah. thing on it. You know, it's hard to tell the weight because you don't know if it's tungsten or not nowadays. So sometimes it looks like a short stack, but it could be tungsten. So it could be a lot more than you're seeing. You well, know? if Stefan Hansen is rolling tungsten, then that's like 77 ounces. <laughs> I know. Dude, and he's a tiny guy. So Dude, That's what kills me, man. He shoots. Like, I mean, he's tiny. I think, I think he shoots like 28 ounces on the front, and I think he weighs like 118 pounds. It's, oh, dude, when... When I met him, I was, I looked like a big ogre. I was like, I, I felt like it felt, I was like, hey, dude, like it was tiny, tiny. I was like, oh my god, dude. So, Carlos, what are your plans for after Lancaster? Like, what's well, your tournament schedule gonna look like? I wanted to shoot Vegas. It just, you know, it's not gonna work out. Cause, you know, I've had a new job this year, so uh, Vegas is just not gonna happen. Or I would. Um, mm-hmm. But after that, I, I want to do. I was thinking about indoor nationals, which is 
that's the next tournament after Vegas, right? right? In Louisville? Right. Yep. Yep, in Louisville. Uh, at 18, I was signed up. And then, because 19 and 20 kind of just messed up my schedule with COVID and all that. Mm -hmm. But uh, 18, that was what I was doing. I was doing Lancaster, Vegas, then indoor. But I had super bad weather. Flight got canceled, and I had a, I couldn't shoot a Louisville. But I'm, I'm hoping I could get to that. And then really gearing up for ASAs because Foley comes right up at the end of uh, February. So the ASA start up, and that's really what I'm going to focus on this year is, you know, I want to do the full ASA um, season. That's cool, dude. Does ASA have a shooter of the year? They do. Sick. Oh, but you're shooting in yeah, the you're shooting in the pro class, right? Yeah. The no, the pro, the thing with the known pro class is it's stacked, man. It, it's yeah. stacked. And here's the thing: I'm I'm still on on the fence about K50 or known pro only, just because K50 is also a, a, a stacked up. Um, you know, for uh, for. Uh, the California listeners, what is K50? So K50 is known 50. I guess it's the semi-pro. You know, they kind of call it like the semi-pro, um, you know, class. Uh -huh. It's also it's also stacked. You know, there's a lot of... Known you know, 50, know which is get... like, um, that means like they tell you the yardage and it's 50 or under or what? Yeah, so in so known pro is, is basically, you know, your longest shot could be, you know, 54, 56 yards. That's, you know, it could be a little above 50 k50 which is kind of like the semi-pro class it's up to 50 so your furthest shot is going to be you know 49 50 then gotcha. there's k45 you know there's a lot of classes in asa they have so many uh -huh. but you know the biggest classes are going to be your open pro which is unknown yardage you got to judge that's a game that i don't even get into because you either you know you either do that all day and have the targets at home or you have no chance you know right. you always see the same guys in the top that's just the way it is I'm right there with you. I can't, and, I can't judge you. Yeah. No, those guys, listen, it's always the same guys. They have every target. You know, you have to have, you have to, you know, be in that game, have every target kind of thing. But then there's the known pro class, which is, you know, the known side of it. Yeah. So, you know, the yardage, you're allowed to use a range finder uh -huh. and, uh, you know, and you're, and you're shooting. And then, uh, and then there's the K50, which is, like I said, it's also a stack class. They say, you know, there's always that, oh, there's sandbaggers, guys that stay in K50 that should move up. <laughs> but, uh, you know, because of contingency and whatever. But, you know, it'll, it all depends on, uh, I don't know, I, I'm in between right now. Uh, I want to see how many I can make. And, and uh, you know, since I didn't shoot all last year, I kind of was thinking about just K50 this year and, and go back to the known pro class for, mm -hmm. uh, for next year just to, just to get back into it. I, I know the feeling, dude. I, I had my pro card and then I let it lapse and I just shot as an amateur. If anything, you know, if there's any money shoots, I can just pay to shoot in the money class. But, you know, for the most part, right. I just went back to an amateur I, so I could feel it out and figure out where my footing was. Yeah, I guess that's the same. Like, listen, not with any, you know, and I'm not downplaying what a pro card is or be, but that the score is not that stout. I'm going to just be honest with uh -huh. you about that. Uh huh. You know, to you mean get to, it to so get I your really, pro card? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm just being honest. I'm it not dogging not, anybody who's gotten it. No, it, it's, hey. it's, it's not the easiest score. I but it's agree. not. You know, I agree with you a hundred percent. Like most people could get their pro card if they wanted, but correct. You know, I I think it's when I got mine was after I won field, and I I had just set a um, I set the national record in field. That is now broken because oh, nice. of Blake Jerome. <laughs> Damn Blake! <laughs> so I felt like a stud, you know. 
So I got my yeah. pro card, but then I thought, you know, if I can't maintain those scores, what? Well, why do I want a pro card? I don't want to ha- be a guy with a, you know, calling himself a pro right. and then just be getting whooped on by, you know, every Tom, Dick, and Harry amateur. So I took a step back for a little bit and slowly started to build my, you know, build my game back up. I know I feel like I could probably yeah. hang, you know? Yeah, listen, I'm more like, I say, shoot what you want. You know, it, uh-huh. it, it doesn't matter. You know, I just think that, you know, it, like I just said, shoot what you want. If I want to go to a shoot like, with the ASA, you know, and shoot that class because it's known pro, then I'm going to shoot known pro, but not so much because I want to say, oh, well, I'm in the pro class. It's just a class I'm going to shoot, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, so that's the way I look at it. I'm, you know, yeah. if, if I want to shoot an average class, I'm going to shoot it. I'm, I just want to shoot tournaments, get better, and shoot whatever, you know, shoot as many as I can. Hell yeah, dude. And, no, I'm with, and that's just it, you know. I'm with you 100%, dude. Mr. Perfect. Dude, I got to hold his bow. That exact bow, actually. That setup that he's got right there. And, uh, really? That thing feels terrible. <laughs> the, the, it is so heavily front-weighted and so heavily side-weighted. Like, his, the way really? his back bar is, it's kicked out, right? It's off yeah, he kicks it out quite a bit. It's off the front bushing, right? So you lose some of that like uh, back leverage. Okay. It is just so like I thought I was gonna pull a muscle in my arm just holding it up. I'll tell you. I mean, he's an he's another guy. Like when he gets his thumb on the barrel early, uh-huh. he's deadly. But you you'll see him like if you watch him shoot. If he doesn't get if you see his thumb twitch or he doesn't get that thumb right on the barrel. That's when he starts having some, you know, dropping some points. If not, the kid's unbeatable. But he's got to, he, he's got to put that thumb right on the barrel. I've, no, I've always watched it, you know, I just watch his, his, uh, yeah. his release hand. Uh huh. And when he puts it on early, man, it is a baby X every time. Oh, you see, let's get a little apprehensive. Yep, you saw. Yeah. Yep. Uh, no, I saw um, Schlosser shooting. Um, what was it? It was like indoor. It was. Whatever the end was, dude, he fucking. I just saw. That. It. Oh, I must be he lagged. Fucking <laughs> slap that shot off into the X. Oh man, uh, that's a that's a shot that'll make me think. Oh, maybe that Invictus. Uh, that's a good bow. <laughs> that'll that'll work. Uh, he was shooting for like a record. I, I think it was like a world record for indoor, and it was okay. like his last arrow, or maybe he was shooting against somebody. I can't remember, but it was nuts because. It was like eight to win. It was eight to win and set his record or set the record or whatever. And, and he's like holding thumbs not on the peg. And then you see his thumb twitch to the peg, twitch off the peg. And he's like, uh, ah, ah, and then slam like he slams that shit down. And it was nuts. And I, I think he hung the eight or hung the nine, I think. But it was nuts. Okay. It, it was nuts to see. It, regardless, he won outright. But uh, right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's just, uh, oh, yeah, see, his, his back bar is, uh, and he runs the weight on the riser as well. Have you see, ever done that, dude? Uh, it, I tried it on, on some bows, and like I said, I just, I've never been like a heavy mass guy. I don't, I don't know, and it's not for a lack of, because I'm not like a small guy or nothing. I just don't feel like, I don't know, I just like a lighter setup. It just, right. just it feels better for me. I would say that I'm. Even though I shoot like a thumb button, I'm more on that relaxed type of shot. You know, uh-huh. I know that there's different types of relaxed shots, but right. I just, you know, I relax in. I kind of, uh, you know, I'm an aimer, so 
I've never, you know, I've never put a lot of weight when I have. It hasn't felt too well for me. How about how about you? Um, I fiddle around with putting weight on the riser, but never, I could never figure out, you know, the benefit. I like, and, and I never felt the benefit. I'm sure there is one if I just gave it more time, but I, I, I never uh, stuck with it. Right. Yeah. Well, he just dropped. Mikey just dropped a big nine. Man, when uh, Lutz has bobbles, they are bobbles. Yeah. I think that is the only uh, downfall with the command shot is if it's not on, then it's uh, it could it could go any way, any which way. Yeah, it could be you're either on and you're you're pounding, or it could I guess it could be it could be bad. But I mean, he's a he, he's a hell of a shot, so he he controls it I guess pretty well. I mean, damn, Do you Jimmy think- Lutz, saying, yeah, woof. Do you think if you took four ounces off of Schlosser's bow, he'd notice? Do you think he'd be like, what That's the a good fuck question. Is... <laughs> he'd be like, what yeah, the fuck like, is what's this? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> this is so goddamn light. Whose pussy Probably. bow is this? <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, what is this? <laughs> this is Lutz's bow. I don't want... Yeah, because he, he's, he's kind of got that lean back motion, too. Not so much as is probably like Rio and all those guys, but... Dude, what I like the most about Schlosser's style, if you look at his alignment, it's all bad. He, you know, his uh, he's got like a collapsed release hand, like his release arm is is collapsed. Um, like there must be a a gang of torque in that bow somewhere, um, which is probably why he runs his bar the way he does. But uh, yeah, that's true. It's I love that style. It it, it goes against convention, you know. Uh, and that's the thing about archery, like, you know, so many, what works for you is, you know, it may not be conventional, but if you could do it and you could do it well, it don't matter. <laughs> I agree. 100%. There's a lady, like, petting her dog. <laughs> it's, like, dead on the ground, the background. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I'm it's drinking not- I'm drinking a, a, a twisted iced tea. So. Oh, I see it. I just saw it. <laughs> It's like a bulldog. Yeah, I see it. I see it. I see it. <laughs> is this the final? Uh, is drinking. this the final match here? Uh, this is. Uh, this might be the final. Yeah, because uh, he's usually, if not one or two, you know, qualifier. Uh, Mikey is, you know. Yeah. So I would say, if I, uh, yeah, yes, he did. He win twenty twenty. Yes, because nineteen was, I think it was Jacob Marlowe, or he is next round. If I remember this correctly, I think he Jimmy Lutz um, might not pull this one out. <laughs> I think Mikey goes and and he shoots against Jacob, and maybe Jacob is the number one seed. If I I can't remember. Hey, let me is is uh, your buddy Brad going to Lancaster with you? He is. Yes. Holy. Yep, smokes, we're rooming. Dude. We got a little Airbnb and a sweet. Let me tell you, if anybody's got the like the five was going to put money, I I put it on him. Ah, dude. You know, yeah. Bet it all on the, the bet, just, bet it all on yourself, bro. It's, it. it's any dog's day. No, listen, Carlos, it, he, that is true. I believe, I believe that as well. Yep, listen, it's uh, that is a true statement. You know what? Be what's what I love about Lancaster is that the fact that you can actually shoot yourself into a really good position, like uh, like how Schlosser did, where he now he's way up there and all he has to do is defend himself, you know. And right. now Lutz is on the, you know. Let's on the attack. 
Absolutely. I mean, listen, like I, I give props where it's due and I, I say, but listen, if it came out down to me, of course I want to kick his ass. Uh, that's just my competitive, <laughs> you know, uh, nature. You know, if I'm up there, I'm like, all right, you know, you ain't taking this win, but he talking about I mean, Brad. I, I, yes. But <laughs> I get, I give props where it's due, you know, like, Oh, you fully can shoot. And, uh, you know, and, and it's just one of those things. So it's more of a, of a, a respect, not a, not yeah. like, oh man, you know, he's gonna. I have no chance in this guy. You know, that's not my kind of thing. It's just more of like uh, a shooter respect that I know. You know, yeah. the kid's got game and and it's impressive. And hey, man, I give props to that. It's one thing that I really like about this sport is that, um, you know, it the results are are going to show themselves. It's very hard to cheat this sport. Yeah, you really can't. Uh, yeah, you're one hundred percent. I mean, you're gonna the results will show itself. Yeah, there's. No doubt about that. Hey, have you ever messed around with beta blockers? Uh, no. no uh, I, are I, we talking about like the Eiler thing? <laughs> yeah. I watched I watched Bobby shoot, and I'm in awe of the dude. Let me tell you, because if you could shoot while smoking, I get yeah. get three times the winnings. I say, <laughs> dude, you know what I mean? Every like, time I've been high and shot. <laughs> The voices in my head have fucked my day up so bad, dude. <laughs> I don't even know how you would do that. And I watched him shoot, and he had. Let me tell you, I am a firm believer, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Hopefully, he comes on the on the podcast because I believe Martin owes every single dollar they've made to that kid. <laughs> yeah, I almost bought a Martin after that, dude. Bro, he put Martin on the freaking map. I don't care what anybody says. If it wasn't that for- company. Yeah, if it wasn't for yes. Rudy, I'd be shooting a Martin right now. <laughs> I made a Bob Eiler t- t-shirt, dude. <laughs> awesome. Do you have an extra one? <laughs> dude, I'll send it to you, bud. <laughs> nice. Uh, send it. Dude, <laughs> let me tell you. I watched him shoot, and he, dude, he, that kid, one, he could shoot because I've, I've seen him shoot before. But two, mm-hmm. I was sitting in the stands watching him, and if you could shoot like that, and and be high than uh, whatever, dude. Cause yeah, I would think the beta block has just made him normal. I think the like being stoned probably made it worse, and then beta block has probably brought, brought him back to baseline. <laughs> I guess I don't know the whole story with the beta blockers. I, all I heard was like, you know, oh yeah, he tested positive for uh, like marijuana or something like that. I don't I don't know the whole story. Yeah, but I, apparently weed was the tiny. Th- was the small part. But I don't know. I gotcha. I, I want to get him on the show just so I can ask him what he thinks about various types of weed i'm like you know i'm a california yeah, guy, yeah. So. <laughs> pick his brain yeah, yeah like see if he knows like all like the the good shit yeah yeah exactly what what do you prefer <laughs> <laughs> what do you prefer you dude know? there you have it well, dude. yeah man mikey takes it by one point oh. against jimmy jimmy Lux. oh well he's raising the boat so mikey did win that that uh and 20 damn what a beast yeah, man, man. <laughs> Yep, he is a he is a beast. He's this kid could could shoot him. when he's on. I he's one of those guys that are just when he's on, it, it, it's tough to beat him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The kid, the kid doesn't doesn't miss. So, yeah. did you shoot? You shot a Hoyt for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, most yeah. of my how'd you like the Invicta? Was it the Invicta you were shooting? Dude, I've shot all the Hoyt target bows, uh, at least for the past okay. couple years. Um, like my first. Uh, Hoyt bow was a podium and that's where I, I shot really good in Vegas with and then uh, I had uh, the prevail when the prevail came out that's when I won field nationals with that you know I won all the all the shit we got around here all the local stuff um, oh, nice. but uh, yeah then I, I got 
a Matthews bow and then did really good with the Matthews bow. And then after that, I got the okay. Invicta. Just because I'm kind of a bow whore like that, I got yep. the Invicta. Yeah, yeah, and, same. Uh, dude, the Invicta just did not agree with me, so I went back to the Matthews. Okay. It's, it's a very, um, I want to say, like, aggressive bow, right? And I've shot spirals forever. I've been, I was, like, a, a spiral loyalist. But something about the, I think the limb geometry makes the Invicta a little different. Makes it a different beast. Uh, gotcha. I was going to ask you if you shot because I shot I shot Hoyt, but it was when it was the uh, oh, the pro comps, and I never shot a Spyro. I shot the GTX cam, which I guess uh-huh. is the DCX now, right? Uh-huh. Or am I worried about that? I yeah. don't know. Yeah, no, it's been a, it's been a while, and uh, I I shot really well with those pro comps. I loved I loved them. It felt good, but I feel like you know the bows changed. After, I think after the Pro Force or what. Kind of like their three D bow. I had that. I kind of they put a hunting cam on their target bow. Do you remember that? Yeah. They started doing that. They did that for hyper edged yeah. also. Yeah, the hyper the hyper edge was a good bow, uh, but I never shot an Invicta, so I was just curious. You know um, what you thought? You know why'd you switch? Or yeah, that's one bow I've never shot. They're beastly. I wanted to shoot an Invicta because all my buddies shot all my buddies shoot Hoyts. Like my 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 buddy okay. my buddy Jim and my buddy Rudy. They're they're kind of like Hoyt loyalists. So I thought I'd get back on it. Um, but no, nice. I I really dig the Matthews. It's uh it's good for for weenies basically, you know. Like it, yeah, no, I started on the Matthews, so that's what got me into a target archer. They draw smooth, dude. They got low holding weight. It's they're they're chill. Yeah, they're they're great bows. I just always had grip issues a little bit with them. Yeah, and no, uh, I, and that was it. But I'm, I'm with you there, dude. I've had grip issues. I, I kind of solved it now by taping up the stock grip. But okay. running side plates was like no bueno for me. I got a lot of torque on the side plates and stuff. But maybe it's the shape of my hands. I don't know. Oh, it could be. It could be. I just remember that when I had the Chillax, that bow was a shooter, man. That was one of the best bows I've ever shot. Ah, dude, I've never – see, that's the thing. You, uh, you've dated yourself. Now I know how long you've been shooting. I've never gotten, <laughs> to, try yeah. the, I've never gotten to try the Chillax, but that sounds badass, dude. Yeah, Chillex is what got me into shooting uh, basically target. I was uh, I got a Chillex. I started shooting leagues, and I was shooting really well with that bow. I had a C4 or an, an Apex at the time, too, but the Chillex was just a pounder. And uh, I actually sold that bow to a buddy who's from uh, – well, he's from Arizona, like that area. Uh-huh. And he also he was like, dude, this is like a magical bow. Like, he was shooting great with it, too. <laughs> and I was like, damn, I know, man. Give it back. I was so mad I sold it. <laughs> And uh, I went over to PSE, but uh, they, I, I like the bows. But I was running, at the time, the big grip back then. Uh-huh. I'll be dating myself, too, was the, <laughs> I forget, I think it was the, the HDA grip. It was like aluminum, and you could change oh, yeah. the angle if the you angles, wanted the yeah. high wrist. Yeah, and that guy, I used to talk, he used to own a construction company. He developed that grip. He was uh, an AS, uh, like a 3D shooter. And uh, and that grip was great on those bows. I don't know if they're still, you know, if that bow is still prevalent in Matthews or not. But I mean, the grip, if that grip is still I, I used, think, but... I think they still got them. But I, I don't know. I, now it's the ultra view stuff, you know, like because it's yeah. 3D printed and you could change different angles and all that, you know. Yep, yep, yeah. Ultra view's taken over. So how do you liking your your elite that you're shooting now? You know what? I, I'm i a big, big fan of the limb stops. I like that wall feel. I have, uh-huh. Whenever I've gotten a bow, like I'll put like the Bomar stops if, when I was shooting PSC uh-huh. or even with, with the bow tech. I don't like that sponginess. So I'm running. I run the cable stops and I run the limb stops pretty much hitting simultaneously kind of. Uh-huh. 
and I just uh, so far it's been holding great. Uh, nothing bad to say about the Botech because I love the Reckoning, but the Elite just holds a little better, and I think it's because that that wall and the grip, dude. The grip is probably one of the nicest grips I've ever had in the bow. I would say if like I love the PSC and I love the Hoyt. If they had like a little baby grip, it's the Elite <laughs> right there. Yeah, that's it, dude. I I have to agree. Uh, one thing I really like about the Elites is the grip. Uh, yeah, I think it's nice. I think it's you awesome know, so. for illuminating torque. It's one of the first bows that I've shot that I did not torque, like just out of the box, you know. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I run. I do have a tape on it, like, uh, like, uh, like baseball uh-huh. grip tape, you know, yeah, the, yeah. Liz- the lizard skin kind of thing. Uh-huh. But uh, but I only run like one wrap on it to really, you know, I don't I don't build it up. I just have it there for kind of grip, you know. So if I get sweaty or nervous, but. And, uh, yeah, the grip feels really, really great. That's and awesome. I guess, you know, the only thing I was playing around with when we talked about it was the drop away over the blade, but I'm back to the hammy, you know. Oh, you're back to the hammy now? I am. And, you know, I went back and forth. And after I talked to you, and I, put, I said this in my – I had done a podcast about this. I, You know, I tried really hard to shoot the blade. And the blade – there's no – listen, there's tons of records and everybody. And I think it was my fault. I don't think I took enough time to set it up the right way, whether it be blade angle or, you know, blade thickness. I think that, you know, it was just my lack of effort. Mm-hmm. But when I put it game to game and, and score to score, the hammy, and I say hammy because I don't know if it's hamskia or hamski, so I just say hammy. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I'm saying that right, just like you. you know, I'm with I you. you I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know either. But, uh, I just it was more forgiving and I shot better score, so you know that that confidence level just goes with that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna stick. I with agree. The drop away. I agree. Yeah, simplicity of it. Uh, ironically, the simplicity of it is uh, is amazing. Right, and you know, I heard so Dave when I interviewed Dave Cousins, he was saying that he shoots the drop away for indoors, but it seems like guys go back to a blade for outdoors. But I don't. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't understand that. I don't know why. I feel like I've never had an issue with the blade with the drop away outdoors. I don't know what the plus is there. Like, you know, that kind of was like, you know, made me scratch my head like, hmm, but I'm not I'm not gonna even try to mess with the blade. I just I like shooting the, the drop away. Don't have to worry about contact, you know, when uh Dude, uh, I've heard a couple what? guys say the same thing. Uh like the the good shooters around here uh also say the same thing, but I'm okay. skeptical. I, I wanna try this for outdoor and see how it shoots. I'm gonna give it a, a college yeah. try after Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like I said, I've never had an issue where I could see where I shot a blade outdoors and you know it was fine, but I, I never had an issue with the drop point. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna stick with it, and uh, I have a lot of confidence in it. And we, you know, we had talked about that. You're like, oh, are you sure you're not getting contact until I ran that uh, that camera? Remember, I ran the uh-huh. high speed camera, and I saw I was just getting a little bit of contact uh-huh. there. And uh, it was causing, uh, we talked about a different audible noise where I was definitely breaking middle, middle, and this is with the blade. Uh-huh. And oh, I'm like, oh, that's a baby X. Like, I'd even need to look, but it wasn't. I was like low 10, you know, low right 10, uh-huh. almost 9, you know, and I was like, wait, I was like, man, but what the hell happened there? Like, I was definitely middle, middle when I broke, you know, yeah. you know, when you break a really good shot, you yeah. know? Yeah, big time. And that's what, that's what really kind of, I lost the confidence and I'm sure it was something I did, whether I did it, you know, maybe I torqued the bow, maybe I did something in my release hand. I don't know because the blade did a, it was like a boing, you know what I mean? Like a weird noise. Yep. And I'm sure I got contacted, whatever it was, but 
I put the hand scan and it was you know, fully well through paper and right to middle middle. And if it was middle middle, it broke middle middle and it hit middle middle. You know, like I never had that kind of yeah. Hey, what happened there? You know. So. Yeah, it, I love that that feeling when it hits middle. It breaks middle, hits middle. You're like, all right, I can rule out everything else now. It's just me and the target. Yep. Yeah, and it's just so much. You know, something else you don't have to worry about. You don't have to think like, oh, something else going on that clouds your. You know, your head with something. So yeah. Yeah. I'm back to the uh I'm back to the hammy. Sweet, dude. Well, Carlos, buddy, we're at an hour and 12. I think I'm going to let you get to bed oh, cuz nice. I know it is late as shit in New Jersey right now. It it, it is, it is. Dude, but I, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for your dude, uh I appreciate time you for coming on and and doing this with me, dude. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Like I said, you were you were the dude that got got me into this. So, uh, ah, well, it was awesome to be on the show, man. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, man. Um, good luck in Lancaster, pal. I'm gonna be rooting for you. Thank you, man. I want to. Yeah, wa- absolutely. You know, it. I want to see you do good. I want to have a. I want to hear a good story when uh, when you get back. All right. You'll you'll definitely hear stories. That's for sure. So no, <laughs> no worries on that one. All right, brother. <laughs> All right, brother. Be good, man. Hey, dude. Have a good night. All right. Take it easy. Bye.